Podcast presents The Heroes Cast with Zach. That's right. Uh, we're here. Ryan is here. I am here uh, to play a whole bunch of Breath of the Wild and talk about a whole bunch of Breath of the Wild. Because uh, You know, you play a whole bunch of Breath of the Wild every week, but today you played a whole bunch of a whole bunch. I got a little carried away. Uh, the video game is fun. And yes, it's fun to play video game. It's fun to play this video game. I've played some video games that aren't so fun this year, and this was Ooh. a fun video game. Lucky you. Uh, but before we start talking one. about what I did, we have some leftover Gerudo talk that we forgot to talk ah, about. Yes. That we got to get. We're gonna through. be like walking away from Gerudo Town. Yes, today. specifically. And so before we leave, we want to talk about some elements of uh, the town and Gerudo culture before we uh don't have time to talk about it anymore right um so first on our list is riju's room yeah describe to me riju's room you wanted to talk about it um yes it's very cool uh partly because they try to keep you out of it um they have guards posted and i i forget exactly when you're allowed to go in or if they ever allow you to go in but normally you have to when you yeah. get back from the Ega side quest, because then she's like up on the balcony outside of her room. Aha. Uh-huh. And that's where you like give her the uh, helmet and like that cutscene happens and stuff. So from then um, on, you're allowed up there. Oh, okay. But you can, you can get up there before sneakily, right? Yes. And I did that the first time. Cool. Um, she has like, <laughs> they have, they basically have all the room they want for this town. And so they can make each part of it really nice and detailed mm-hmm. without sacrificing space. And so this room is maybe one of the more impressive single, like, bedrooms, I guess, in the game. Because everywhere else has to be crammed into a space. Yeah. But this is... um. Like, it's, it's on the edge of the town, too, so they can extend it as far back as they want. Um, and it's very lavish. It's obviously for, like, a queen. Um, it has little fountains in it, I think. And it has um, Riju's sand-sealed doll. Yeah. Which is the best part. She's really into sand seals. They're very cute. She has her own sand seal. Patricia. We didn't. Do, do, do we talk about we that? We did not at all? talk about Patricia, but yeah. She has a. Her pet sand seal named Patricia. Uh, who's cool. There's a little. Like, you can go to Patricia. Uh huh. And you're supposed to. Like, you can offer Patricia. There's a, there's a Gerardo that hangs out with Patricia, and you're supposed to be able to offer, like, food to her. And yeah. then she makes a seal noise and. The person that care the caretaker will interpret that and give you like a fortune telling reading kind of thing. Yeah, it's very cute. And they're like clues. I don't remember this very distinctly, but the fortunes are like little clues to things you can do around the area. I don't, Am I wrong? I don't, on this? I don't know specifically. I didn't mess oh, around okay. with this feature too much. Um, I think it's one of those like basically the equivalent of a rumor board yeah yeah um but and her journal is also in here and i 
why didn't I research this first? Does her journal like update after you do different plot items? I did not check it after I did plot items. Uh, uh, if only there were a way to check. My switch is not next to me. I thought my switch was next to me and I was going to grab it and check, but nope. I can't imagine it does. There's not a lot in the game that would update oh, like that. Oh, there's, there's stuff that does. Um, doesn't Paya's journal update? I don't remember. Hmm. Oh, it must. It must. Uh, but her journal goes into, like, the backstory of, like, her mother dying and her becoming the yeah, chief yeah. and, like, having to take on that responsibility. And it's good. Uh, yes. It's part of why uh, Richu is such a good character. She's the best champion. Oh, yeah. The last page only appears after you fin- get... you. Uh, initiate the thunderhelm side quest oh okay i probably read that then and okay so that's good uh riju is cool her room is cool her room has a lot of little obelisks or something um steels maybe with gerudo text on them it, there's a bunch of gerudo text and like altars and it's stuff. it's all over the place in this town and i am going to pull up some translations because yeah let's go it is one of the oh wait no I'm it's one of the series like uh i was gonna say conling but it's not a conling exactly it's more of just a alphabet it's yeah it's just a you know the fantasy alphabet yes basically a font a font that transposes onto uh in this case english uh zelda does a lot of this zelda has been doing this since ocarina of time and maybe we should go through the history of this because i think it's very interesting uh ocarina of time had a hylian text like i I will we can say alphabet sure um except that it was uh it was a cipher for kana yeah and um it wasn't used very much at all or, like, it was used in very boring, dumb ways. I mean, like, fine ways, just for having something in the background, yeah. Sure. Not as uh, interesting as they would end up being in, like, you know, there are places where there's just, like, the alphabet, basically. Um, the signs everywhere in Ocarina of Time just say Nintendo, and then they are, like, say <laughs> Nintendo backwards and upside down. yeah. But not not very much. Also, Ocarina of Time had the Gerudo alphabet. Yeah, this is one that I don't know if people realized until way way later. I didn't realize until way how. later. It's so strange because um, in like the Spirit Temple, and I don't know about if it's anywhere else, they have these Gerudo glyphs that are like a real font. And we know that they're a real font because they were used again 30 years later or whatever. Um, but uh, in in Ocarina of Time, they just are like the alphabet or like keyboard mashing stuff. Um, it's completely complete nonsense and it usually is not repeating any letters. So like there's no way just looking at that for you to ever solve it right you looking at it it, as presented in ocarina of time there's no way you'd even really be able to tell that it's meant to be like intelligible 
right it's, right it's specifically you would, if, non-intelligible if you see it um you know if you're if you're coming at it from like a code breaking perspective you would say well i never see the same symbol twice so i think it's just a texture yeah exactly like you would have nothing n- nothing to go on if you tried to solve it and no reason to think that you could try to solve it um and they also use so let's uh, going forward to majora's mask they used the same um Hylian text as Ocarina of Time. I don't, I don't think there I don't, were any... I don't think the Gerudo alphabet shows up in that one. I don't think so. Uh, but it then shows up again in Twilight Princess. Ah. And it's actually... The Gerudo does. The Gerudo font. It's, oh, is it, we want, sorry, we want, do we want to keep going chronologically? I think so oh, because it's, it's, it's very interesting to me because they clearly are... They could stick with something, right? Right. And the fact that they kept changing their mind about these things, I think, is significant. Um, and this is going to be an incredibly long episode. Anyway. No, we're fine. We're fine. So, this is good. Let's keep okay. going. Uh, so then backpedaling, so, the next yes. the next font language thing that shows up would be Wind Waker, right? Right. Which is another uh, and- take on a Kana based substitution but it's different than the ocarina of time one right yes it's it's or you know what i have never compared them i wonder if they look similar at all i kind of doubt it um i don't think so but it's been a long time but since I've they looked. uh they have this like highly in text that they use like in the introductory like parchments and then it's all over the game um, on different signs and things, and it's used much more robustly than we had in Majora's Mask or Ocarina of Time. Um, so, like, the sign for, like, I don't have an example off the top of my head. Like, Outset Island has some of the writing on it. Sure. Um, or, like, Ganon's hideout has, like, his maps are all written up with this text. And it's under, like, the idea is that everyone can read this is this is how people write down what they're saying or what their language in this world but it's also how uh, the deku tree and valu and jabun talk um it's so like it's the font for the ancient language of ancient hylian that uh spoken link can't understand uh which is kind of an odd uh, it doesn't really match up, uh, but it's a cool effect yes. to have a weird font that then is translated in the new game plus. Yep, 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 yep. And they use that font more in Minish Camp. Yeah, it, it, it gets around in that era of game, basically. Mm-hmm. From there on, they kind of used it a bunch. But then, and is it in Phantom Hourglass? Uh, according to the wiki here, it's in Four Swords Adventure... Minish Cap, Phantom Hourglass, Spirit Tracks, and briefly in Twilight Princess. Where would it show up in Twilight Princess? Strange. But Twilight Princess starts with that other font, right? Twilight Princess has its own Hylian font, and this is the that first I don't hi- like. It's a it's 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 a thing. It's the first Twilight uh, it, it's the first Hylian font that is instead a cipher for the English alphabet. Yes. Um it's weird. 
It's one of these that, like, looks a lot like the letters that it's representing. Yeah, you can squint enough at some of the right. place names written down and be like, oh, I see what that says. Okay, sure. Uh-huh. Uh, which I don't always like. But... But also in that, Twilight Princess. Also in Twilight Princess. They bring back the Gerudo font. Wh- what? And they use it in some places to... In some Gerudo places to write on some stuff. And it's actually intelligible here. So now... um, Wait, is it intelligible here? I'm looking at the examples. I thought it was. I might be wrong. Let's take a look. I'm lo- Thank you, ZeldaWiki, even though you're the bad ZeldaWiki for doing all these transliterations. Oh, it is not intelligible. I thought it was intelligible. It's not intelligible, but it's like, it's more keyboard mashy than before, where it was like, in Ocarina of Time, it's like, go through the alphabet, hit every letter once. In Twilight Princess, it seems to be like, just stab the keyboard randomly. Mm. Strange. Yeah, but they bring it back here, and so at that point, you might start questioning it. Like, oh, it's kind of weird that they would bring it back. Mm-hmm. Um, do we get anything good between... Oh! When does the next uh, alphabet start? So there's a Skyward Sword alphabet that pretty much only shows up there. Oh, I forgot all about this. Uh, no, no, no. This is... Isn't this also the alphabet that shows up in... So Link, like between, Link Between Worlds Link Between Worlds has a alphabet past that that is similar. Oh, so it's like a revision of the Skyward Sword alphabet. You can tell, yeah, it feels like the same person okay. made both of these and wanted another crack at it. Okay. And so a lot of the characters are the same, but not all of them are the same. Ah. And sometimes like characters change, like the E and the D get transposed, it looks like here. It's weird. Well, let's treat it as the same alphabet with the caveat that it changes a bunch between Skyward Sword and Link Between Worlds. Okay. Um, I started, I, I played Link Between Worlds pretty heavily and was like trying to figure out this cipher on my own. Um, it's pretty good. It's another thing where it the letters kind of look like the English letters that they're substituting for. Less less so than the Twilight Princess version. The Twilight Princess version yes. is, like, very dead on. And the Skyward Sword Link Between Worlds font has the interesting property that there are several pairs of English letters that are represented with the same Hylian letter. Mm-hmm. Which makes things harder to figure out. Um, and I have no idea why they would do it, but uh, it's kind of fun. Yeah. Um, and this alphabet is used to great effect in Breath of the Wild. It's all over the place. Yeah, I didn't realize till this pointed it out specifically that they're still using that font. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess they are, aren't they? I don't know if I already said this on the podcast, but I want to, uh, I guess, repeat myself because I worked so hard on uh, translating this. But like the any basically any time that someone has a book laying open in breath of the wild um the text uh says april 1st today was a dry hot and sunny day i went to school this diary is very important document and on the facing page it says april 2nd yesterday was fool's day everything that i wrote was false that is all see you tomorrow that's great that's really good 
And like to to read any of this, you have to um, like take a screenshot and blow it up basically because you're not going to read it during gameplay. It's too tiny. There's a lot of very good text in the game. Um, there are signs all over Hyrule that say, like, one arrow says this way and the other arrow says that way. And there's a bunch of, you know, like, the milk says lawn lawn on it. Da, 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 the tailor's place says tailor on it. Um, I love this stuff so much. But this is also, getting back to what we're actually talking about, this is the game where the Gerudo text become is actually used. It's intelligible. It's intelligible now, finally. And so the 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 timeline on this too is that between Twilight Princess and Breath of the Wild, Hyrule Historia came out and included uh. the cipher. Oh, okay. In Hyrule Historia, they put that in there as like a little. By the way, uh, that text we put in there, it's actually an alphabet. Yes. So like, it's really wild because. Now we can go back and translate the the Ocarina of Time stuff. And it's like it proves that they actually did make a font. Like the, it is a letter to letter thing. Mm-hmm. But. Or does it prove? Wait a second. Zach. Hmm. What if the Gerudo font used for Breath of the Wild or sorry for Ocarina of Time was just a bunch of random symbols that they retconned into an alphabet. That could be. They said, if this is the, let's say that this is the alphabet, because a lot of the places it just is the alphabet on, like, pasted on the wall. Um, That would be, but then why would it be, it's impossible, everything is stupid. It would end up being way more gibberish. Or like the gibberish would be too no it could just be that they did it that way yeah i could see it because there's like i don't know i don't know i guess i I guess i don't know i'm not plugged in enough to know the answer to those questions but i think interesting to think about anyway i cannot deal i i i i love thinking about this oh wait no zach yes ocarina has like a a compass rose on the floor somewhere. Where is this? And it says N E S W in the right places. Oh, so they and, were thinking about it. And if it like for that to then plug into the right position in like the snake temple in the spirit temple or sta- snake statue in the spirit temple entrance that's just printing the alphabet. Um, there's no way for that to be a coincidence. So Bear I in believe mind, you. This screenshot look that you're shot talking about looks like it's from the uh, 3ds version. Where oh, is it? That would have been after they had established what each letter was going to be. Is that from the 3ds version? That's yeah, what, it is yeah. from. The 3- yeah. Okay, so nothing means anything again. Exactly. I'm back to square one. That's right. That's right. I hope someone is having fun listening to this. I'm having fun listening to this. Okay. In Breath of the Wild, there is a bunch of Gerudo poetry on, like, steels and tablets in the throne room and Riju's bedroom and in various places. And in the um, the ruins that we've been exploring and will explore more of in this episode, 
and they say things like Gerudo, a resilient desert flower facing the sun's gaze. Gerudo grows brilliant while others fade. Does that mean that Gerudo was originally the name of a flower? What? And then this, we stand vigilant in the desert sun. We are brilliant over everyone. That like rhymes, Zach. So does the one following it. Vigilant in the sun, growing brilliant. Gerudo never outdone. These are like almost cheers a little bit. Yeah. I bet it, it sounds better in the original Gerudo. <laughs> yeah, it's cool. It's, um, really, they, it's very cool. They use that. The other thing with the Gerudo language that we should probably talk about real quick is that in the text of the game, we actually get some Gerudo words. Yes. That the Gerudo NPCs will say. Yes. And, uh, that's cool. Um, they have, like, words for good morning, good night, thank you, um, boy and girl, or man and woman, I guess. Um, which I like a lot. It's all very good stuff. Yeah. Um, it, and then, you know, it makes me thirsty for more, um, I feel like whoever was, and like we said, I said earlier, um, they make this point that apparently Link can't pronounce the V in Savasaba or whatever. Yeah. Um, so someone on the team is thinking about this and being a huge nerd. Yes. Just like me. Yes. It's good. It's cool. Uh, do you have anything else to say about the Gerudo language? Mm, not in this podcast. Okay, good. Uh, <laughs> the last Gerudo thing we got to talk about real quick is that when we were talking about the Gerudo's, like, physical appearance in this game mm -hmm. i forgot to mention that the gerudo in this game have pointed ears and when you pointed this out to me i was stunned it seems like such a big deal but i don't know if it signifies anything so i mean i could go a couple different ways you know one the like the the I was say the bleakest but the, like the most boring I, concept of this is that well they just wanted to make them look cool and in remodeling, you know, the general Gerudo appearance, they just said, oh, we'll just give them the pointed ears because the pointed ears are cooler. Um, in the context of kind of how the other Zelda games roll, uh, Gerudo in their original appearance had rounded ears. And like this was like, this had to be at some at some level a conscious choice to distinguish them from the highly in their human yeah. people who all have pointed ears or wait does everyone <laughs> uh-oh we've walked right does in. everyone in ocarina have pointed ears <sighs> okay so hylians in ocarina of time have pointed ears there are no non-pointed eared human people in ocarina of time the implication as far as i always read it is that's because these are all like original hylian hylians and that as time went on hylians and folks that are just kind of normal humans integrated and you have people that some have the long ears some have the short ears you know that's like in wind waker where ganon is going after girls with the long ears because he's trying to find Zelda, and he knows Zelda's going to have the long ears. 
it gets really confusing because some games make the Hylian distinction, some games don't make the Hylian distinction. Like, Majora's Mask never mentions people Hylian. They call everybody human. Yeah, I... I've never been... I, 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 I guess I never played a game where there was a distinguishing a distinction between Hylians and humans, or I didn't notice it. Yeah, it's and not... so whenever someone talks about it, I'm like... What what are you on that you're able to see this difference? Like what what weird ninetieth page of an instruction <laughs> booklet? Well, the Highlands have the long ears. Is is kind of some 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 conception of it, but also like Skyward Sword, they all have long ears, I think. But nobody's called a Highland in that because the concept of Highland doesn't exist yet because they're just people that worship Hylia. It's confusing. Yeah, I'm confused. Um, this is the ultimate episode. It has everything. All right. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I've gotten in arguments on the internet about this uh, subject a lot. So, uh... <laughs> um, so, okay. But, like, the having round ears was part of the visual identity of the Grood. Originally, yeah. And so... The choice to give them, you know, the 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 pointed ears, you know, is a way to differentiate them. It, it's either either a way to just update the visual style, or it's a way to say like time has passed. Um, there are so Gerudo don't show up in a lot of Zelda games, right? Uh, but there are like Gerudo style characters that show up in some of the games in between then and now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's Telma, the barkeep in Twilight Princess, and so she's, like, very obviously, like, got the Gerudo, like, look to her, but she's got pointed ears. Okay. There's, what's Linebeck's girlfriend's name? Um. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. In Phantom Hourglass, the, the Linebeck's girlfriend that chases him around, she's kind of Gerudo looking, so, like... The idea that over time they got the slant, the, the 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 pointed ears is a thing that could be like okay sure, or it's just or it's entirely just a fabrication of them saying we just want to make the design more evocative. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> well, we put that matter to bed as well. So I'm glad now we, did. we can leave Gerudo Village behind. We can put on our manly clothes again. And walk out into the desert to find all the rest rest of of the the shrines. So I did all the rest of the shrines. It was like eight shrines or something silly. Uh, The thing is, is the game's really good. And I just wanted to keep playing it. So I just kept playing it. We'll get through this pretty quick, though, I think. Except for the next part, which is going to be long. All right. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, There's some East Gerudo ruins nearby town. They house... Korsh Ohu Shrine uh, and its associated shrine quest where here you have the s- giant stone statues of the seven heroines of the Gerudo. Uh, and there's a quest to find a bunch of orbs to put into orb receptacles. Uh, but each orb has a symbol and you have to figure out which symbol matches which statue and it's very cute now did you get the quest for this in town yes okay 
Can we talk about this? Yeah, let's go. Okay. There is a Gerudo lady named Rotana. And she has been studying these seven heroines who are um, very interesting concept. Um, they're, they're like culture heroes or deities or something um, for the Gerudo, like a, an element of their culture that supposedly the rest of the world doesn't have. We don't get names for the seven heroines, but Rotana does explain that each one had a different power, which were skill, spirit, endurance, knowledge, flight, motion, and gentleness. Somehow I had glossed over that flight was one of them until you said that just now, and I was like, oh. wait, what? <laughs> so, like, I, I'm going through my um, my screenshots on my Switch. No, you're totally right. And I have, like, two of the... <laughs> From two different playthroughs, I screenshotted the same line both times because it's, I guess, my favorite sentence in the game. We like that's about all the detail we get as to who they are. Yeah, in the text. Uh, it's very, very good. Then you go out to the desert. You find these colossal statues. They're very big. in varying states of repair. Yes, um, a bunch of them have like scaffolding on them, like someone is trying to fix them. Others are just crumbling. And each one has a symbol hidden on it somewhere. You have to, like, climb around these mountainous bodies and find the symbol and then also find the orb. And there are a bunch of orbs just scattered around this huge arena kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Um, Find the orb that matches the symbol and then put it in the unique Gerudo-style orb receptacle not the Sheikah version, but the Gerudo version. Not the Sheikah version, not the uh, 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 the Lome version, right, or the right. Zonai version either. And when you uh, get all the uh, orbs in the right thingies, uh, then a shrine appears. Which shrine is it? Uh, I already said it's Korsh Ohu Shrine, which is a freebie. Now, the pedestals or bowls that you put these uh, orbs in have Gerudo text on them that says pedestal. Yeah, I went searching to see if each one had a different thing on it, but no, it's all the same. The statues have Gerudo text on them as well. Do you remember this? No. Okay. The trim on the statues, the text says the seven sages. Oh. So... To me, you tell me if you think I'm out of line. I think that these seven heroines in Gerudo myth are the seven sages that we know of from Zelda myth. Could be. Yeah, I can see that. Who have been transformed into heroines with each one a unique power over the 10,000 years in between games. Yeah, I could see that. I could totally see that. Just over time, they mythologized them a certain way, and that's how they got regarded. And they all yep. turned into girls. Obviously. I mean, they could be. Maybe they're talking about the seven um, seven ladies from oh, the past. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, in any case, awesome. Yeah, it's good. Just, like, deciding to put, and, like, maybe I'm reading too much into it, but... 
someone wrote like typed sages into the thing to make the word sages appear on these statues. So there you go. Uh, there's an eighth heroine. What? Uh, I have a side quest for it. I haven't actually done the side quest for it yet, but she's out there. Oh, but have you not found her yet? Uh, I I found her sword, but I didn't find her. But I know where she is now. Oh, okay. Uh, there's a side quest to find an eighth heroine statue off in the Gerudo Highlands, which is also just so cool. Like, you don't need this extra bit of lore on top of this cool piece of lore but yeah there was just this random giant statue hanging out in one of the canyons north of gerudo land um and it's just awesome Mm -hmm. it's good uh okay that shrine good next shrine went to south lome labyrinth which is the final labyrinth of the game hey good job uh, I liked this one more than the North Lome Labyrinth. Hmm. The The gimmick here is that, like, there's, like, two sides to it, and you can enter, but, like, you can't... Unlike some of the other labyrinths, you can't just look on your mini-map and kind of see where you're going. Right. The The passages are made up through of, like, tunnels through the walls, and so it's it looks like a very simple just concentric rings from above but it's actually a labyrinth yeah uh, i like this one better i still wish it didn't have any enemies this place was like devoid of enemies i'm like that i was so confused when i read in your notes that it it didn't have enemies that didn't sound right to me at all nothing wild uh yeah that was fine um i you get to the end of it and dilla mog shrine is there uh and i got the barbarian armor which means i have that full set now all right did which you I'm upgrade any of it not yet but that's on my agenda okay but i bet that's going to be some very useful stuff going forward uh and that also looks really cool i bet i haven't really worn it at all so that'd be cool to see okay good good another there's shrine. Do another, another shrine. shrine up on deval peak that i never done before oh. uh there's a ruined shack uh, with a journal about some guy who was searching out for a shrine and mm. figured out like how to unlock it but never pulled it off and had to leave or die i guess i don't actually remember <laughs> um the trick is that there's one of those shrine pedestals but it's on the side of a cliff and you have to hold up one of a conveniently placed snowball in such a way that its shadow goes right over the center of that pedestal and then the shrine unlocks weird it's really fiddly and it reminded me of why i don't like the snowballs in this game and it's they don't respawn unless you like leave and come back by like a long distance i seem to remember that there's an alternate solution using cryonis somehow oh that sounds cool maybe you yeah, can just I... put a cryonis block and that would fix it i think Hmm. Which is so, like, it's weird on multiple levels that, like, the magic prophecy binding this shrine is, like, the shadow of ice needs to fall on this thing. But then, like, programming that, you're like, 
what qualifies as ice and how do I know if a shadow is touching something? Um, very, very strange. Interesting. Uh, finally doing this unlocks Suma Sama Shrine, which is a freebie. All right. Uh, near here is a weird dump. Uh, this is the last shrine I ever got the first time I played the game over in this dump. But before it we was talk, the last shrine you ever got, but you didn't get all of them in that game. Correct. Okay. There's a lady living in this dump, and her name is Moza, and she's kind of awesome. <laughs> she's like you see from afar, you see like the smoke coming up as if there were a campfire or yeah. something. But you get there, and it's not that. It's she's trying to cook, but she's burnt whatever she's cooked really, really bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you talk to her, and she's like, I'm trying to cook the ultimate dish, and get out of my face, I'm busy. She's like, I don't know if it needs more salt or less salt. <laughs> uh, you can talk to her, and she'll offer up some recipes that are all busted. She's, like, trying to get you to cook sapphires or something, right? Yeah, she's like, if you mix some, uh, food with some rocks, you'll get a really good meal. Or if you mix some food with monster parts. Or if you mix some food with, um, guardian parts. Uh-huh. She's like, you should try it out. It's really good. It's uh, odd because, like, that seems to be tutorializing. Try cooking with weird things. But it doesn't do anything you want. I guess cooking rock and food does create a weird food that you've maybe never, that I'd never heard of before. Oh, interesting. Uh, that, like, heals a quarter of a heart, but it does create a discrete food item. Hmm. Um, uh, you cannot use her hearth to cook, though. If you try and well, mess with it, she yells at you. It's very funny. Sure. Uh, that's all she does. She's just here doing her thing in a dump, trying to cook some that's ridiculous good. food. Uh, I hope we see her in the sequel, and I hope she succeeds. I wish her the best. There are flies buzzing around in this area. Yes. And there's like textures for waste that I don't think are used anywhere else. Or maybe they're only used in like um, monster camps. Yeah, you see them in monster camps sometimes. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Maybe there are flies in monster camps. I forget. Depends on the camp. But yeah, just bizarre. A weird NPC. Uh, I hope we see more of her in the future. And is the shrine locked off in any way? Nope, you can just walk straight up to it. Okay. This is Ishto So Shrine. Uh, oh, I remembered this one when I got in. It's this weird path that you have to keep hitting a crystal switch to like alternate platforms moving up and down so that you can get across a thing. Yeah. And up a and up a like a staircase yeah like each time you hit it the step will go up and then down and then up and then down and so you can keep like making your way further and further but as you traverse it you're like unable to mess with the crystal switch and so you're like well how am i supposed to get the crystal switch to keep going on and off uh and then elsewhere in this like test chamber there's a like laser emitter thing Mm -hmm. that they forgot to tie to the ground (laughs) <laughs> it is just loose and you can just pick it up it's such a portal thing it's extremely a portal thing 
and it ends up being almost like a programming puzzle um or like not a a a puzzle that they would put in like a programming tutorial this is a baba is you puzzle kind of yeah um because what you need is to keep triggering this crystal switch over and over again and you can do that by putting this laser emitter on a platform that goes back and forth so that's on the loop and so you can have it so that whenever the loop reaches this value, the laser will hit that switch. And then the uh, you create this kind of machine that the dungeon turns into a machine mm-hmm. and then you can access all the pieces. Yep. So it's uh, very cool. It's clever. It's good. Yeah. Uh, I wish I could carry around one of these laser emitters and some other ones and play with that. Uh, then play some Portal games. I when's the last time I played Portal? I don't think I've played any Portal since you and I co-opted Portal Two. <laughs> I was gonna say, who did I play Portal Two with? And yeah. I think it was Zach. it was it was you and I, and that was a fun game. I played that's yeah. some good co-op. Uh, okay. Uh, that's it for this region. That like finished out the Gerudo Canyon region that I didn't finish before. All right. Uh, so I went and off towards done. the Gerudo Highlands, the last oh. area of the game. You know what? I can't argue with you because it was the last area of the game for me, too. It just ends up that way, I think, just because there's you have better reasons to go to any of the other places. Where here, I'm like, I never really had a good reason to go here. Yes, um, it's, it's high up, which means climbing, so it's inconvenient. And it's not really between anything, like or like. Be, it's between Gerudo Zone and you know the Tabantha Zone, but because it's so much climbing, you're like, I'm just gonna go around, mm-hmm. and so you never want to go up there until you are trying to go everywhere, and it's a it's good for being the last area in the game because it's very desolate. And kind of scary. There are there's snow, and there are lynels lurking in the snow far ahead where you can't see them. It's not like the lynel, you know. Um, I forget what the name of the plane is in the Heber region where you can, you know, you have that big open area, and there's a lynel way at the other end. Uh, here, the lynels are they sneak up on you. Yeah, yeah. I just, I guess I was struck the first time I played it by, like, not really caring about this area. And this time I tried to, like, cut it a little more slack, but, like, it's still just kind of uninteresting. Like, there's some, there's some good bits and bobs, but, like, for the most part, I'm just like, it's just more snow area. Uh, I don't yeah. know. It, it's, it, it doesn't really have anything unique to, uh, to there, make it a- memorable, like... Hebra and the cool mountain. There's a couple like interesting things going on here, like the tower that we're about to talk about. Oh yes. So I, this is the last tower in the game. I finally got here. Uh, oh, you have the whole map now. I have the whole map. This is Gerudo Tower. Um, it's just in a bottomless pit. That's right. It is the tall, tall, tall tower sticking out of this bottomless pit, and. It has a very fun approach where you have to, like, wind up the sides of the bottomless pit, fighting yeah. a bunch of enemies on the way to get to this incredibly high up platform that you can then 
glide over to and you'll be high enough to climb the rest of the way it's great it's pretty good it's also there's are there any bottomless pits other than this one and the one that master koga falls into that was the only other one i could think of so this they're kind of in the same area this is just a the place where the the veil between this world and the hollow earth is thinnest yep that's right you go too far it pops out the other side and it's mario land there screaming at you you're in delfino island at that point oh i like yours better (laughs) uh it's cool it's good Cass is up here Oh, and he has, like, a little tale for you. As usual, he's there to dish out a song. This is a shrine song thing where there's a another shrine podium kind of southeast of the tower. And you have to stand... Let me see if I'm remembering this It's so right. weird. You have to stand on it at a certain time of day so that the shadow passes over it of the tower... And then it activates, and then you just have to shoot an arrow at, like, towards the tower. I guess it's like shooting it towards the sun. That's what I was going to say. It's like in Ocarina. Yeah, but instead of it, the arrow coming back and giving you fire arrows, which is cool, this just opens up a shrine. Yeah. Uh, this is Sasa Akai Shrine. You know Eight. what? Sorry to make this episode way too long. Let's go. It's a modest uh, shrink. Let's go. Like, you're right. In Ocarina, you shoot an arrow at the sun and it turns into the fire arrows. It's uh-huh. like you are. It's something out of. It's like Greek the mythology. Bhagavad Gita or something. Right? Yeah, I was yeah. Say, it's like it's like a mythological thing where you, the hero shoots an arrow into the sun and the gods bestow upon him a flaming arrow kind of thing. And. In, there might be, I don't want to, I, I guess I'm kind of thinking of like um, the stupid uh, shrine quest where you have to shoot an arrow through two holes mm-hmm. um, is another thing that's like, it, in another context, it could be a really exciting mythical thing. It's kind of like what Odysseus had to do. Um, but when the reward for these cool set pieces is just another shrine thing pops up out of the ground, it makes all of them, all the co- cool stuff that you do to unlock them, feel a lot less cool. And it would be better, I think this would be a better game if they designed 120 unique oh, no. things to happen instead of all these dumb shrines. Okay. Well, I look forward Fire to that game arrows, releasing 100 arrows. years from now. Talk to dogs. Talk uh, to dogs. Flight. That gentleness. Should... <laughs> <laughs> uh, they never did give a, a, a an aspect for that 8th heroine, right? No. And I'm not sure if the 8th heroine is supposed to be, like, the evil one. Or just the the like forgotten one well i still have to actually do that quest so maybe we'll be able to okay. circle back to yeah. that yeah get all the info you can on i will do my best 
Okay, that was Sasakai Shrine. This is, uh... Oh, then I went to Shodantu Shrine, which is a shrine I walked straight past and did not pay attention to. This is um, a shrine on the way to the Iga hideout. Oh, and it's... You have to put a luminous stone on a pedestal, and that causes it to... How do you find out that you're supposed to put a luminous there's, stone on the pedestal? There's literally, like, a inscription in front of the pedestal that tells you to do it, and the, the pedestal's also surrounded by luminous stone, so... Oh. <laughs> it's not, not as cool. It's not very clever. No. What's inside of the shrine? Oh, it's the one called Two Bombs! It's like a three-part puzzle thing, like you're talking about, where you, like, kind of embellish uh, on a theme. Yeah. Where you have to first use a bomb, you have to launch, it has those like pistons, and you have to use a piston to mm -hmm. launch a bomb up far enough to detonate, hit a crystal switch to open up the next thing. Round two, sure. you have to use both of your bombs to activate a switch that's out of the way to then launch the other bomb up in the air and do the same thing again. Uh, the final part is tricky to figure out the proper order to do it in but there's like two pistons that will launch things back and forth over a cage where a switch is and you have to hit that switch twice to get to the exit of the level and because the properties of both of your bombs are different you have to do it in like the right order or else it all falls apart it's a wild one it's good it's i'm glad that they realized that you have two bombs and did something with that yeah otherwise it would not have gotten used until speedrunners figured out how to hit themselves with bombs and fly <laughs> everywhere <laughs> then i went up into the snowy parts itself there's a lot of ice strewn about with a lot of like enemies and stuff in ice blocks yes which we've talked about so we've i talked won't about. complain no more. i think it's 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 i've gotten good at like unthawing or thawing out like part of one to where i can see like uh moblin's nose sticking out and i'm like nope ah uh, yeah that's uh, cool the there's a pair of whiz robes that are that hang are hanging out by this giant chunk of ice uh which is actually houses ka takar shrine uh they are pleased as punch about freezing the shrine shut it's great well too bad because i'm gonna thaw it I beat those wizard robes. I thought it out. Oh, this is the one where it's a extended puzzle where you have to carry an ice cube past a bunch of fire hazards. Yes, um, the, it's <laughs> it's one of those ones where you have to wonder what kind of person this monk is because <laughs> the quest, like the monk, is giving you the quest: bring me an ice cube. To well, prove your worthiness, hero really of Hyrule, I need you to carry an ice cube past the He really of wanted fire. that same drink that the Gerudo lady wanted. Oh, okay. That's what it is. Oh, that'd be cute. That'd be such a cute punchline to this. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. You want 120, like, individual events that happen? I want 120 jokes about each of the different monks' personalities. You know what? We haven't mentioned this. All the monks are different. Yeah, they did a... They're, they're yeah, different models in different poses with different clothes and stuff. Um, they're, like... They're all basically the same skeleton or whatever. Yeah. But each one, like, 
they don't repeat their actual appearances. Yeah, they, which they is differentiate. so wild to me because you don't notice them at all. Like as soon as you see one, you run up to it and you know get your orb, and then the guy disintegrates. Yep they 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 spent that time on that, which is good. It's a good game. Oh, oh so but yeah. this puzzle is ridiculous too. It's I don't I don't know if there's a way to solve it that's not brute forcing it because I definitely brute forced it. There was a part where you just had to rush the ice through some fire. I just the last one. There's no way that I can see to get this ice cube through a bunch of like a curtain of fire without just throwing it through and hoping for the best. Yeah, that sounds familiar. I think that's and what I, I did. I checked the Zelda dungeon playthrough and they did the exact same thing i did so i'm like okay well i guess that's just how they intended you to do it all right sure all right yeah uh i almost wish there were more ice puzzles in some of this stuff but you know well they look so goofy they do look goofy uh what else is up here there is like a petroglyph oh yeah so i went on so this is the only other way i could see you ending up up in this area is that like 20 episodes ago i got a shrine quest where somebody told me about this big petroglyph up on the mountainside and that i should shoot a lightning arrow at it or they didn't say it spelled out specifically like that but that's what you (laughs) take from it uh and there's like scaffolding leading up to here kind of oh yeah i have i have a strong memory of like falling down a bunch of this and dying several times and so I kind of messed around with the scaffolding, and I was unimpressed. But okay. then I went up to the petroglyph and shot it with a lightning arrow, and unlocked Kiha Yug Shrine, which was another freebie. It's the petroglyph is kind of interesting in that it looks like more handmade than any of the Sheikah stuff. It could have just been another pedestal, like we've run into seven times this yeah this episode. But no, it's like a full-on like big thing. Uh, like so, like someone, the ancient Gerudo, like painted the a bunch of lightning bolts on here so that the hero would know to shoot lightning at it. Uh huh. Or maybe uh, like they periodically it would get hit by lightning to unlock the shrine, and then they go hang out with the the monk. <laughs> because it's a freebie shrine, you can just go in there and hang. Yeah, it's not like uh, which one Katakara where. You go in there and there's a bunch of fire and it's not really a good... You, you don't want to hang out with Katakar. That guy is rude. <laughs> you want to hang out with Kiha Yug. Yeah. Who just wants to chill. Okay. Uh, okay. Are you ready for this? I have 119 checks on this list. Can you give me the last shrine? So I went to the last shrine of the game. Uh, over in like a snowfield in the Garrido Highlands, uh, it's just out in the open. Though, like if you're looking at it from the wrong angle, you can't see it. It's like in a submerged area. Oh yeah. Uh, this is Kema Kosasa Shrine. Uh, I I, I noted perhaps the most remote shrine in the game. I don't know if that bears out because I know like some of the stuff up in Hebra is really really out there. Well, the uh, one that's way up in the corner. Yeah, that's probably the most remote one, actually. Uh, but, like, the, that's not as inconvenient to climb to. Yeah. Uh, this one was a major test of strength. Hey, how hard was it? Uh, Not too bad. I've got a lot of bananas these days, so not too bad. Uh, okay. Uh, that's it. We did it. 
Wow. That is 120 shrines. Uh, I'm at 438 Koroks. I was really hoping to get to exactly 450 by the time I hit this point. Did not work out. That's. I think that's more Koroks than I have collected in my like really long file. Uh, I'm going to get them all. I'm going to get them all. Gonna get um, Zach, I hate to tell you, but there are more shrines. That can't, no, it doesn't go any higher than 120. Zach? It doesn't go higher than 120. It's there are more Su- Super Mario shrines. 64 rules. <laughs> well, I don't want to do any more shrines. I You know what? I, I've been doing all these shrines, which are, in the grand scheme of things, basically just side quests, right? Or portal chambers yes like like that's not but that's not the main game the main game doesn't care about these shrines what i want to do is i want to actually play the game now i'm ready to play the game i'm worried about what you're leading up to uh i i have like main quests that i need to do uh i need to engage with the game's actual story not the side content oh the story this is there a story, story in this game? I, th- I believe this game has a story, and maybe it's time to engage with that. Uh. 